18 Elul, Yud Ches Elul, Tzadik, His Conversations, 593. Throughout the Rebbe's works, you will find mountains of dictates and all kinds of ways to keep constantly happy, no matter what the situation. Usually, the only way is with lightheartedness and laughter. Depression is the worst thing of all, and once it gets a hold, it is harder to break than anything else. It is also more damaging than anything else. The essential reason why people are far from God is only because of depression. This is why it is so necessary to try one's utmost to be happy, even when under great pressure, materially or spiritually. Even when things are at their worst, one should still have unfaltering trust in God, remembering that in the end, God will never abandon him. One should try and be as happy as possible, and this certainly applies when God sends a little respite from the pressures and suffering, and things become easier for a while. Then, one should be happier than ever. Understand this well, because the Rebbe's words are very deep, and the profoundest way to understand them is by taking them completely literally and following their simple meaning. It may appear that by saying we should always be happy, the Rebbe contradicted his earlier statement about not giving in to God. But you and I, and people like us, need to bear in mind constantly that we should always be happy. The Rebbe did not want us to fall into depression through always thinking, even when things get a little better, how far short of the complete solution we still are. Even when the pressure is greatest and we feel furthest from God, even with other sufferings, i.e. from earning a living or other difficulties, we must still always be happy. This is certainly true when God in His kindness sends a little respite. On the other hand, we should never imagine that everything we needed has already been granted and nothing is now lacking in our devotion to God. The complete salvation is still to come and we mustn't give in to God. At the same time, we should always be happy no matter what. Someone with sincerity should be able to understand everything we have said. Rabbi Nachman's wisdom. His wisdom, 299. It was my custom to see the Rebbe every year after Simchat Torah. He would always ask me if I truly rejoiced on the festival. Many times, he told me how the community celebrated in his house and how much pleasure he derived from their joy. Once, in the middle of the year, the Rebbe spoke to me about Simchat Torah. He asked me, do you now feel joy in your heart? Do you feel this happiness at least once a year? Thank God that in His great kindness He helped me to rejoice wholeheartedly many times during the year. I felt a joy so great that it simply cannot be communicated to another. For the joy of being a Jew, of being of Jewish descent and believing in God, depends on how much one ponders it and cannot be expressed. See His wisdom, number one. This is written about elsewhere, especially the clinging to God at a time of joy that even the least Jew feels simply cannot be put into words. The Rebbe very much wanted us to be joyous all year round, particularly on Simchat Torah, Purim, Shabbat, and festivals. The Rebbe told me that once on Simchat Torah, he was so overjoyed that he danced all by himself in his room. 300. The Rebbe once told me, everything you see in the world, everything that exists, is all for the sake of free will, in order to test people. 301. I heard in the Rebbe's name, 
A Jew's main devotion in the winter is to wake up at midnight and say Tikkun Chatzot, the midnight lament, Simag and Avraham 1.4. In the summer, when the nights are very short, and so awakening at midnight is not practiced in the diaspora, one should still be careful to wake up early at the crack of dawn. 3.02 I was once standing before the Rebbe as he lay in his bed. Suddenly, these words flew out of his holy mouth. Ter ikr is mi beten sha'ol shivati. The crucial thing is, from the belly of hell I cried out. Jonah 2.3 Alan Latrufa number 60 The Alphabet Book Prayer A. 5. When a person studies Torah despite difficult circumstances, his prayers are heard. 6. When you pray for a fellow Jew, even though you require the very same thing, God will answer your need first. 7. A humble person's prayers won't be scorned. 8. Don't wait for trouble to begin before starting to pray. 9. Whenever anyone devotes his strength to prayer below, in this world, his adversaries are unable to accuse him from on high. 10. One should always entreat God for mercy, that all things support his efforts in prayer, that the ministering angels assist him in requesting mercy, and that he have no opposition from on high. 11. Another person's prayer is more effective than when one prays for oneself. Even a tzaddik needs the prayer Kitzur of others. Kitzur Likutei Moharan 2, lesson number 69. 1. See this lesson in Likutei Moharan regarding the custom of giving the honor of saying the blessing to the man who brings the beverage to the guests, at a wedding or the like. Lesson number 70. 1. The greater a person is, the farther away he must go in order to find what he seeks. This is why Moses, our teacher, who was very great indeed, had to seek a wife for himself in Midian, since what he sought was far away due to his greatness. Lesson number 71. Portions have fallen to me in pleasant places. Psalms 16.6 1. The essence of mental power and wisdom is centered exclusively in the land of Israel. Even Jews outside the land receive and absorb all their mental power and wisdom from the land of Israel. Every Jew has a portion in the land of Israel, and depending on his portion, so does he absorb and receive his wisdom from the land of Israel. But when people blemish the honor of God, God forbid, they thereby fall from the mental state associated with the land of Israel and their minds remain in a state associated with outside the land. This, in turn, produces conflict and quarrels, since the mental state associated with outside the land is an aspect of conflict. 2. The entire creation was made solely for God's honor. Therefore, Everything was created only for human beings, since the whole enhancement of God's honor depends specifically and exclusively on human beings. This is why when some kind of honor comes to a person, he must be extremely careful not to take any of it for himself. Instead, he must be certain to return and to elevate all the honor to God. In this way, he rectifies and sustains the entire world since the whole world and everything in it was created solely for the honor of God. 3. The mental state associated with the land of Israel is identified with the pleasantness of the Torah and with peace, while the mental state associated with outside the land 
is identified with assault and with conflict. Through charity, and particularly through charity given to people in the land of Israel, a vessel is created in which to receive an influx of this pleasantness. Conception and birth emanate from the supernal pleasantness, whereby a person merits to have children, and through having children, God's honor is revealed to the greatest degree, since people are the main means by which God's honor is revealed in the world. This, then, affects the rectification of the mental state associated with outside the land, since the whole reason for its being spoiled in the first place was because God's honor was blemished. Therefore, through the revelation of God's honor, this mental state can certainly be rectified. But when, God forbid, the mental state associated with outside the land is in an extremely blemished state due to the fact that God's honor has been greatly blemished, then it is not possible to rectify it. To the contrary, the mental state of outside the land also taints the mental state associated with the land of Israel, which is associated with peace. And consequently, strife breaks out in the land of Israel as well. This is the reason underlying the strife that presently exists outside the land and in the land of Israel. 4. When a person does not blemish the honor of God, whereupon he merits the mental state associated with the land of Israel known as pleasantness, he then merits to feel the pleasantness of the Torah. For indeed, there is a pleasantness in the Torah, and this is the main thing, to merit to experience the pleasantness in the Torah. Fortunate is he who stories. The deer. Once, a king was pursuing a deer, but he could not catch it. The royal ministers caught up with him and said, Your Majesty, let's go back. I must capture the deer, replied the king. But whoever wishes to go back can go back. The bird. There was once a king who was a great astrologer. One year he saw in the stars that if the wheat was not harvested before a certain time, all the wheat would be ruined. He saw that there was not much time. He came up with the idea that he would give the harvesters every possible pleasure and all their needs, so that they would have a clear mind to work day and night. Then they would finish the harvest before the deadline. However, the workers took what the king sent them, and they enjoyed themselves so much that they forgot to work on the harvest. The time came, and the wheat was not harvested, so that it became completely ruined. The people did not know what to do. They realized that the king would be terribly letters. Year 1, letter number 221. In the context of what I just quoted, though, we understand what immediately follows. Know that a person has mastery over the world in direct proportion to his knowledge of Torah and nature. This refers to a knowledge of nature as it is rooted in the letters of the Torah. For it is the Torah that governs, governs nature. Immediately following this it is written, Daniel was extremely wise, and no secret escaped him. He knew the lion's nature, and nature itself follows and is under the dictates of Torah knowledge. There is no doubt that the phrase, no secret escaped him, does not refer, God forbid, to scientific knowledge, as mistakenly thought by those who say that Aristotle was as wise or wiser than Daniel. God save us from evil ideas such as these. Rather, We are believers and the children of believers, and when the verse says about Daniel that no secret escaped him, we understand that it is referring to supreme mysteries, 
hidden, concealed secrets. See Daniel 4, 6 and Chulin 59. If a person indeed knows nature, according to hidden mysteries such as these, nature will certainly be enslaved to him. This was exactly the miracle that God did for Daniel. But our opponents want to turn things upside down. All their teeth gnashing is to libel, defame, and undermine all of Judaism. The whole reason they want to deny and discredit Daniel's unique knowledge is that they can then deny, God forbid, the actual miracle itself. May their mouths be filled with gravel for speaking such utter nonsense, trying to pin such utter absurdity on such a true, holy, and awesome tzaddik. It is well known that the Rebbe struggled tirelessly all his days to inculcate the Jewish people with straightforward, simple faith, without any sort of convoluted ideas. He also, as is known, revealed many marvelous, awesome teachings on this subject. Take a book and look into it. All the enormous and bitter suffering that the Rebbe went through and all the fierce opposition that he and his followers face is only because he wants to eliminate all the foreign ideas and atheism from Israel and to bring perfect faith into the world, as is known to anyone who merited to stand before him. Who could possibly think that he would contradict himself, God forbid, after what he wrote many times in his holy books, to strengthen our belief in the miracles that the tzaddikim perform even now, the Kutei Muharan 1, 186. All the more so what he wrote to strengthen our faith in the miracles of tzaddikim of former times, may their merit protect us, as is found in the lesson, the depths covered them, the Kutei Muharan 1, 9, and in many other places, the Kutei Muharan 1, 7, 40, 42, and 116. The truth is there for those who want to see it. Precisely this is the essence of the miracle performed for Daniel, that God in his mercy had compassion on him as a result of his many prayers. Thus, Daniel merited a great understanding of the nature of the lion at its supernal root up above, until the lions were subordinated to him and did him no harm Rabbi at Nelson's all. letters, year two. Letter number 476. It is impossible to explain this matter any further, even in person, let alone in writing. Lord, my God, you are very great. I now understand this verse for myself in the following way. Lord, my God, even the revelation of your godliness and greatness that you illumine within my heart, as in my God, even there you are very great. How much more must your actual greatness be? since I know that your greatness is absolutely unfathomable, as discussed above. It is impossible to explain all this, and it is practically impossible even to write it down. But because of your enormous good desire, I simply could not restrain myself. But now that God has sent these words to my pen, my dear beloved son, really take them to heart, and do not say that you are far from them, given your deeds and how busy you are with business affairs. God forbid that you should tell yourself such a thing. To the contrary, this is God's enormous greatness, that in his compassion he informed us through the true tzaddik that his greatness is unfathomable, and that there is hope every moment of every day for every single person. For he already supplied us with an eternal cure in advance of our crushing blows, God spear us, i.e. the spiritual blows, which are the greatest suffering of all, 
as each person knows in his own soul. But in direct response to this, this entire awesome conversation left the Rebbe's holy mouth. This conversation which begins, God is great and we know nothing at all, until at the end he said, the main thing is never to despair of crying out, as I quoted above, and as I merited to hear directly from his holy mouth. While all this that he spoke in my presence contains extremely profound meaning, as far as it, as far as it concerns us, he said it only in order that we too should believe in God's enormous greatness, and thereby fortify ourselves and never despair of crying out, through whatever should come upon us, upon our children, or upon all future generations. God is great and we know nothing at all. There is a phenomenon that everything is turned to the good. The very fact that I am now writing you these words, my dear son, is also a result of God's enormous greatness. Fortify yourself determinedly, my son and friend. Seize happiness and joy and turn all the grief and sighing into joy at all times. The words of your father, inspiring himself with all the above. Nasan, the same. Loving greetings to all our comrades, in particular to your son, my dear grandson David Svi, may he live. Write me about how your son Michal, may he live, is doing. Greetings as well to the grandson of our Rebbe, of blessed memory, Reb Nachman, may his light shine. He too should read this letter, and he should let me know when he sets out for his safe journey. If my friend, your in-law, is there, send him my loving greetings. All these words were also meant for him and for all our comrades who desire the truth. Fortify your hearts and be strong, all you who hope in God. Shemot HaTzadikim Rabbi Yaakov Mikrovil Rabbi Moshe Ben Yaakov Baal HaSmag Rabbi Eliezer Mimetz Rabbi Amnon HaKadosh Author of Unatana Tokef Rabbi Baruch Bar Yitzchak author of the Terumot, Rabbi Yitzchak, author of the Itur, Rabbi Eliezer Rabbi Yoel, known as Avi HaEzri, Rabbi Elazar Migarmeza, Rabbi Yehuda Chassid, Rabbi Yaakov ben Gikatila, Rabbeinu Yechiel, father of the Rosh, Rabbeinu Yona, Rajba, Rabbeinu Shlomo ben Avraham ben Aderet, Maharam Mirutenberg, Rabbi Meir Rabbi Barach, passed away in prison, Rabbi Alexander Barabi Shlomo brought his to his burial. Rabbi Yechiel Mi Parishi, Rabbi Yitzchak, author of Or Zarua, Rabbi Menachem Dirikanti, Rabbi Nubachaya Ben Asher, Rabbi Peretz Hachasid, Rabbi Mordechai Barabi Hillel, author of the Mordechai, martyred on sanctifying Hashem's name, Rabbi Shimon Hadarshan, author of the Yalkut, Rabbi Shimshon Mikinon, Rabbi Shimshon Bar Tzadok, author of the Tashvets, Harav Rabbi Chaim, brother and rabbi of the Rosh, Harosh, Rabbeinu Asher, his sons, Rabbeinu Yechiel, Rabbi Shlomo HaChassid, Rabbeinu Yaakov, author of the Torim, Rabbi Eliakim, Rabbi Moshe, Rav Elazar, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Natan, rabbi of the Rosh, Rabbi Rucham Ben Rav Meshulam, author of Sefer Meisharim and Adam Vachava, Rabbeinu Shmuel Barabi Tzadok, author of the Aguda, Rabbi Aaron Halevi Hakohen, Ra'a, Rabbi Yitzchak Midura, author of the Sha'are Dura, Harav Rabbi David Abudurham, 
Rabbi Nisim Berav Ruven, Prayers 2, Prayer number 49, on Sichot Haran 96. May I attain the life of the world to come and be accepted among all of the true tzaddikim who inherit 310 worlds, as in the verse, that I may give those who love me substance, yesh, and I will fill their treasuries. Although I am so far from inheriting even one world, even one house, Nothing is beyond you. Guard me and rescue me from argument and dispute. Help me so that discord will not harm me at all, neither spiritually nor physically. Instead, may I connect myself to and be incorporated into the true tzaddikim, who know how to tend toward kindness and who judge all people favorably, even those who malign them. They draw love and peace into the world, soften every sort of dispute, turn dispute into a peaceful home, and build wondrous and awesome houses until 310 worlds are constructed. Help us so that we will emulate these tzaddikim, connect ourselves to them, and be incorporated into them until, through them, we will attain the 310 worlds. Have mercy on us and help us so that at every moment we will recall the wonders of the sweet pleasantness of the delights and pleasures that the tzaddikim will experience in the future, when each one will inherit 310 worlds. May we delve into that with our mind and imagine the greatness of just one world, how many wondrous awesome stars, constellations, and galaxies exist in every world. And every world contains many towns and cities, alleys, courtyards, houses, and wondrous new things and awesome matters. How much more regarding the 310 worlds that every tzaddik has? Who can imagine the greatness of the tzaddik who attains that and his delights and pleasures? Fortunate is he. Help us so that we will not exchange such eternal worlds for this temporary world. Have mercy on us and on your entire nation, the Jewish people, so that we all will be among the true tzaddikim who inherit 310 worlds. You desire to benefit everyone. Nothing can prevent you from saving me as well, so that I will attain all true and eternal goodness, magnifying and sanctifying your great name forever and for all eternity. Help us, so that we will always have good tidings to deliver to your nation, the Jewish people, and then may I recite psalms with great feeling. Healing from Heaven Help us and save us, so that we will completely distance ourselves from physicians. Guard us and rescue us from every sort of illness, pain, or discomfort. If, in your compassion, we occasionally require some healing, have compassion on us and strengthen our heart, so that we will not contemplate going to any physician. Instead, may we rely on you alone. May we recite many psalms on behalf of a sick person and be firm and certain that as a result of the recital of Psalms, you will send complete healing to all who need healing. Give us strength, help us and save us, so that we will recite Psalms with such great feeling that we will arouse and awaken King David himself, who is the spirit of our nostrils, the Mashiach of Hashem. May it be considered as though King David recited them himself. May your nation, the Jewish people, acquire the strength to revive the dead by means of reciting psalms. May all the sick of your nation, the house of Israel, return to their vigor. May you heal them, cure them, 
and revive them with a truly good and long life. May we all truly return to you and be in accordance with your will and with the will of your true tzaddikim all the days of our lives forever. Bring me back and I will return, for you are Hashem my God. Our Father, return us to your Torah. Our King, bring us close to serving you. Bring us back to you in complete repentance. Help me from now on accustom myself to be in the world to come in accordance with everything that I have asked of you, my Father, my King, my Holy One, my Rock and my Redeemer. Help me hear the voice of the holy song that will be aroused in the future. Do not cast me away from you, and do not take your Holy Spirit away from me. Do not cast me away in a time of old age. When my strength is worn away, do not abandon me. Do not abandon me, Hashem, my God. Do not be far from me. Hasten to help me, God of my salvation.